Hey guys, welcome to another episode of ARWP, the All Real Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Eric Novak, and today I bring you a special interview because this one's a big one. It is with Danny Limelight. I cannot wait for you guys to watch this one, especially with the fact that he's got a match tonight on New Japan against Rocky Romero, and the build-up to this is crazy. Go check it out. I'll see you guys at the end of the video. Hope you enjoy it. Danny Limelight. What's going on, baby? How you doing, man? ARWP. I'm um, happy to be here. I really appreciate you guys taking your time to bring me on the show. What's up, man? Of course, man. Thank you so much for being on. We're huge fans, and we cannot wait to hear your story, your obstacles, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> All right. So tell me why you wanted to be a pro wrestler. Tell me why that crazy idea got in your head. Well, you know, um, I think I think pro wrestling was always something I wanted to do as a kid. You know, it's one of my little dreams, that and acting, you know. But a uh, Puerto Rican kid from Brooklyn, you know, you tell your teacher you want to be a wrestler when you grow up or you want to be an actor, they look at you like they're crazy because some people in New York are so close-minded, they can't see anything bigger than just going to school, getting a job, or getting arrested. And so it was something that I always wanted to do. And when I when I came out to Southern California, um, I never knew what independent wrestling was. I only knew WWF and WCW for back in the day. Um, I had stopped watching wrestling when I was in high school because, you know, it was the cool thing to do. And um, I found independent wrestling randomly, you know. Uh, I, I, I bought the Rocks DVD at Target. Um, like, it's like his top 10 greatest matches or something like that. And I watched it with my daughter. And then my daughter's mom at the time, she had never seen wrestling. And so I looked online to see when WWE was coming to town and, you know, see, it'd be a cool date night kind of thing. And they were coming the next week. <laughs> I bought the tickets. We went. I ran into somebody there, you know, to tell me they was training to be a pro wrestler. I thought it was funny because I didn't know you could do that, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what process was. I didn't know what, you know, independent was. I didn't know what Ring of Honor was. I didn't know what New Japan was. None of this stuff, you know, AAA, nothing. Like, I, didn't, I just didn't know. So it was all new to me. And so he gave me the address. I showed up to this pro wrestling school. I started training in August of 2014, made my debut in October of 2014. Then I had my first singles match in December of 2014 in the main event of the show. And the rest is history, man. I've been rocking since. Yeah, man. You have some insane matches. You know, you versed some big names. You have a pretty big resume on you. So tell me, you know, how you found the school. Tell me about, like, first time training and maybe even your first match, if you remember it that far back, when you first, you know, laced up the boots and got in the ring. So, uh, um, training, yeah, man, it was, it was nothing like I expected, you know, like I, I showed up and there was people like running the ropes, taking bumps, working on moves and stuff like that. And I, I didn't know what to expect when I got in there, you know, I took my first bump. It sucked. You know, I, I remember going home and having bruises on my back from hitting the mat so many times. I remember like the bruising from hitting the ropes hard so many times. Um, but it was fun. I felt like, you know, being a Marine at the time. Um, I was physically fit. I was in great shape. You know, I, I had a lot of stamina and endurance. So, like, it wasn't too hard on me. Um, and I was naturally athletic because my background in parkour and, and stuff like that and, and sports and stuff like that. So, it was it was an easy transition, but it was still hard work, you know? Mm-hmm. First match, I wrestled Mike Camden for his championship in the main event. Um, I was a heel at the time. And it was a fun match. You know, I think we went about 11 minutes. Um just back and forth action, you know, put some heat on him. 
you know, he he did his thing. It was good. It was, it was a good first match with a. He was the 2015 Rookie of the Year, so it was. Uh, I mean, he, excuse me, he was a 2014 Rookie of the Year. So being in the ring with the Rookie of the Year, who's you know somebody that was coming up on the SoCal wrestling scene, and ha- being able to have a match with him one on one, like I think it was a good a good way to get my feet wet, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that every match that came after that, and uh, you know, somewhere along the line, I stopped affiliating myself with that school because I, the owner was a piece of shit, and. Um, uh, David Marquez from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood gave me a call, said he liked the way I look, he had some ideas for me, he wanted to bring me to TV for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So uh, within a year of making my debut, I was wrestling on national television with, with my partner Gino Rivera, with the Los Primos Rivera, and we were just rocking and rolling in the tag division. I never had like an inspiration to be a tag team wrestler, but um, with him, our chemistry was just so natural, everything felt so good. And when I started wrestling for Hollywood, that's when... um my name started really growing more traction. I started wrestling in bigger independent companies in San Diego. Um, and that's when Conan saw me and brought me to the crash in Mexico. And then after that, like it, the rest like really took off from there. So I'm just, I'm just grateful that, you know, have David Marquez give me, gave me that huge opportunity when he did, when I didn't have nobody. And then I didn't have a school to train at, but I started training with Lil Cholo and Mariachi Loco. Um, I don't know if you know who they are, but they were on Lucha Underground mm-hmm. as the rabbit. So, Started training with them. Started training with Paul London a bit. Um, then I started training with people like John Morrison, Damian Sandow, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, you know, Jake Atlas. All one-on-one sessions, just grinding it out. And um, you know, I'm super thankful to be able to train with these guys that are so talented because it just helped elevate my game. But I really, you know, thank Mariachi Loco and Cholo for the extra work that they put in with me because that's why I think really took my game to the next level. And, and, and yeah, man, it's just been awesome. great. Been a ride. <laughs> That's awesome. It's good that you have people looking out for you and helping you out, you know, when others wouldn't and would waste your time and, and you know, feed you lies, you know. I, I get exactly what you're saying. There's a lot of promotions that say they'll make you into this big thing and they'll work hard on you and then they just give up on you, you know, or they just take your yeah. money. It happens. There's been multiple stories. But, you know, it still blows my mind that you were a heel in your first match because you're, like, the biggest, in my opinion, I'm watching your matches with, you know, Sammy Guevara, Ice Williams. You're the baby face. But that does not necessarily mean, like, oh, you're, like, every kid's favorite. No, I'm saying you're the good guy. You're the superhero. You got the whole Spider-Man logo. You got the I Am Groot tattoo. You know, you got all that. You're the hero. So it's so hard for me to envision you as, as a bad guy, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's very unique. Do you like being the face, or would you prefer being a heel? <laughs> so for me, I think that, you know, it was me- learning how to be a heel off the jump um, was 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 challenging, you mm-hmm. know? Learning the psychology, how to break down an opponent, how to work the opponent, control the pace of the match. I think it was a great way for me to start. I was very cocky. I was very arrogant. I was very flashy, you know? I drew a lot of heat, but... Because I was so athletic and I was so innovative with my moves, the fans naturally wanted to cheer me. You know, I remember, like, my first, you know, my first few shows, a lot of my friends would come out to all my shows. Mm-hmm. And wanted to cheer for me, but they knew that I was the bad guy, you know? Like, so they had to boo me and heckle me and stuff like that. And it just didn't feel natural for me to be bad at that point. You know, like, mm-hmm. all these fans pictures of me they were buying literally I, I was i was having to buy new merchandise over and over and, and make new shirts because I, my shirt my merchandise was selling out at shows one year in the business and um so I, it was just like okay i guess i gotta be be a face you know mm-hmm. but then marquez uh at hollywood they wanted me as uh gino as as heels you know and i think we did a good job as the primos being heels on tv you know um being a big part of the hollywood tag team division 
And when I started really taking off as a singles competitor, it was it was evident that I needed to turn babyface. And so I started rocking and rolling as a babyface. And then I went away for a little bit because of the military. And when I came back, it was the year of the spider. Mm-hmm. And like super over, like my all my gear was different kind of spider suits from the comic books, my favorite comics. Um, and, and so that was super over and, and it was just rocking, you know, and I've been a face since. But there's been times where like, I, I, you know, a promoter flies me across country to another state to wrestle, and they want me to face their baby face, so I got to turn the heel switch on, which I know how to do very well now. Like, now, nah, like, for me, it's so much easier to be a heel than to be a face, you know? Um, I like being a face because I like, you know, getting the kids behind me. I like, you know, the kids coming up to me and, like, wanting to take pictures, and, you know, I like I like the, the fans loving and cheering for me, but then when I'm a heel, I like being able to control the pace of the match. I like being able to talk some shit and have a good time and... and break my opponent down so it's fun man both sides of the spectrum is fun they both bring out two different complete different sides of me um i'm very good at both in my opinion um obviously i still have a lot to learn but it's it's, it's fun man it's, it's an adventure yeah i'm loving your character like don't get me wrong a lot of people held that spider-man look you had like spider warrior or you got you know ricochet wearing the miles morales stuff or osprey who probably nailed you know the spider-man look he was probably the first one who did it a lot of people put on the Spider-Man mantle and did that, but no one fits it as you do. Like like you said, if they find me out to be a heel, I'll wear the Venom one. I'll wear the black and white gear. If they if I'm mix if I'm like with Sammy Guevara and we're both, you know, eh, I'll be anti Venom. I'll wear the white and black one. You know? Yeah. I'm loving the fact that you got the look for each character. You represent the Spider Man. If you're the if you're being a bad guy, well you're still gonna be Spider Man. You're just gonna be the Spider Man three version of Spider Man. You know, like it's all that <laughs> Which is which is awesome, and I and I'm loving that, and it, yeah, you know, it's good to be both face, it's good to be both heel, it's good to know what you what you prefer, you know, that's the best thing. But let's talk about you know some of your matches. Like I brought up Sammy Guevara, love that match. One of the one of the most interesting matches, just because oh, almost half of it was a promo. Like you guys did not start the match, you waited for everyone to shut up. Like like I love that because not much wrestling is that open with fans. Like you brought up, you went to WWE. Did you, did you, do you ever feel anything when you went to WWE event to these independent scenes? Do you ever feel like any similarities to like the love between the fans and the wrestlers? Uh, it's very different. You know, the independent scene, I think the independent fans are so passionate about the business. They, they love us. They want to see us at the WWE level or the AEW level or the New Japan level, or the Impact level. Like they want to see us there. And, and, and so they, 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 it's so, it's just so much, I feel like there's just so much passion behind the fans, you know, with WWE, yeah, they have hardcore passionate fans, of course, but then they have the casual fans. They just want to have a date night mm-hmm. or want to bring the kids to see wrestling, you know? So, um, I really, I really enjoy being on the independence. Obviously there's always a bigger goal. Um, but you know, the, the year the spider went away, you know, I'm representing, you know, I kind of went back to my most primos roots mm-hmm. now, but. For me, you know, now I'm rocking, you know, representing Puerto Rico again, representing New York City, and and, and I'm just really doing that. You know, I'm still innovative in the ring. I'm still athletic. I'm still agile, and I still give the fans what they want to see, but now I'm more, more Danny Limelight Rivera yeah. than Spidey Limelight. You know, it became too much Spidey Limelight, and I still want to stay true to who I am as well. And I do believe that I am fucking real-life Spider-Man, you know, but I, I don't want to be branded as a Marvel character. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, because I've had... Well, do people on who have, you know, tried the Spider-Man look, and the reason why they don't do it is because of the lawsuits. You can't go to a major company being Spider-Man. There's copyright, yeah. there's this and that. That's what I totally understand. 
I'm just saying, I didn't want to, like, if I made it sound like that's who you are, and that's not what I meant. I just meant that you were the best version of anyone. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I definitely, I definitely appreciate that compliment. Because there yeah. has been, like, Ricochet and Will Ospreay that have done it. They're amazing in the ring. So, so thank you so much for that. Of course. And, and again, I'm loving your new gear that you bust out in New Japan. You know, the whole, you know, like you said, representing, you know, all that amazing. And we're going to talk about your gear. We're going to talk about, you know, the changes and what you decided to do with it. But, like, let's get let's get back to what I was saying. So, the Sammy Guevara match was amazing. You hit promos. You fought. And then you even super kicked a fan. Was that was that planned? I gotta know because I'm over here. I'm over here watching, this and I'm like, things happen at any I, well, point. I try to kick. I try to kick Sammy's head off, and he moved, and I ended up destroying one of the fans' face. So. Was that real though? No. Like, like, like between us, was that was that everything real? that happens in the wrestling ring is real, baby. Oh, okay, I like everything that. is. Everything this is, is real. all real wrestling podcast. <laughs> move the fuck out the way, you know. That was hilarious, cause cause what you said after, you were like, I hope it doesn't sue, and then you went right back into the match. Love it, man. L- love the matches. Love the character. So let's talk about you know this year. You know the pandemic hit. It's been hard for a lot of people. Thankfully, we are seeing you in the ring casually almost every Friday. You had a banger with TJP, like I believe two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and then you had one last year, if I'm not wrong, with TJ, where you picked up the dub. He picked the dub this week. You gotta, you gotta run that back again. And he even said that. That's he- what I told TJ, man. <laughs> Yo, shout out, shout out to TJ Perkins. I told him like. It's one one by my count, you know. Like we gotta we gotta run that rematch back, you know. We need that trilogy. Um, TJP is one of the best in the world to ever do it. Shout out to TJP. He definitely, I definitely learned a lot just by being in the ring with him, sitting down, talking to him afterwards and stuff like that, and just keeping our friendship going and stuff like. It's a friendly competition. It's a friendly friendly rivalry we got going on. We obviously want to bring out the best in each other and stuff like that, but. You know he's awesome, man, and and we do need to have we do need to have another one. And, and you know, shout out to New Japan Pro Wrestling for allowing me to make my debut by getting into the ring with someone like you know TJ Perkins. And I think that is very, very uh, a, it was a very special moment, and and um, it was a great match. I agree, um, and I had a lot of fun, and I and I just can't wait to do it again. Shout out to Rocky Romero for for bringing me out to New Japan too man that's that's my dude man yeah man that that match stole the show like i remember watching with my friends i i have a group of friends that will always watch cuz we're big TJP fans um my friend you know like you said he's the guy you know he's the reason why i fell in love with wrestling you know there's that ambition Watching him match him stole the show. It was insane, the chemistry level, you know. And, and knowing that you have a dub over him from last year, knowing that this is going to be like a trilogy thing, we need it through him. Like you said, we need it. We're going to get it, hopefully, soon. But like you said, Rocky Romero, you got a big match tomorrow. We're all going to be watching. You got a tag match with Rocky. So you brought up Rocky. You said he's the one who brought you in. Tell me what we could see in the future. Is this just a tour? Are you just on tour or has New Japan spoke to you about doing more U.S.? Because New Japan has opened up, uh, I believe, somewhere in the beginning of this year where they said they're trying a lot harder to get the U.S. You know, on board with New Japan by doing a lot of U.S. shows. I went to my first U.S. show back, uh, I believe, November, you know, and they started coming at, you know, New York City. They started going to Florida, all that. Are you signed up for any other tours, or is it just this one for now due to, like, the timing and the situation? Um, so... With New Japan, I can't disclose too much detailed information, but what I will say is that if people want to see Danny Limelight consistently, then they better just tune in to New Japan Strong every Friday. That's all I can say right now. Tomorrow, 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 teaming with BKC to take on Rocky Asuka Romero and Adrian Quest, making his debut in New Japan. It's going to be a huge tag match. 
for everybody that follows me on social media knows that Rocky Romero, Rocky Romero has been keeping his eye on me over the last few weeks. He was very impressed with my matches. Um, and, and I know that t- tomorrow when people tune in, they're going to like what they see when it comes to, you know, me, Rocky, Quest, and DKC. Of course. <laughs> they, they tune in every Friday to New Japan Strong. That's all I can say. Bro, that's the top of the game right now. You know, right now, wrestling, it's crazy because, yes, there's a pandemic. Yes, you know, a lot of wrestlers are unfortunate. A lot of wrestlers, you know, can wrestle. And it's like, right now, the wrestling companies that can do shows, the ones that have the money, aren't really doing good product, for me at least. Like, I tune into Impact. Impact's amazing. And even them, they have, like, a small roster. And so, Shout out to Chris Bay. The uh, Impact, that's my dude, man. I gotta give a shout out to Chris Bay. He was on. He, we had him on. He had so much to say. You know, I would love to see you on Impact. Hopefully, Impact, you know, calls you up. We'll get you on Impact. Yeah, I, if, if anybody has Fight TV, they can go watch Impact Unbreakable. I made my debut last summer in Impact. It was a five-way for the X Division Championship. It was me, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Jay Chris, and Adrian Quest. We had a, a five-man scramble for the X Division Championship. I think it was one of my best showings ever on, on a pay-per-view. And uh, yeah, hopefully you know I get a call from Impact soon, man. I told Chris, you know he's the he was the, he was the finesse division champion, yeah. lost his championship, and I told him I said, look, Chris, uh, you got you you know you have your people call my people. Let, let's let's run this let's run this back. I wrestled Chris three times in three different states. I beat him once. He's beat me twice, you know. But I, I want to run it again. Let's make of it a best of five. Of course, it's amazing because. The list you got, like Chris Bay has a, like a whole list of people. And it's amazing because when I got Chris Bay, it was the first time I ever heard of him. When I booked Chris Bay on my podcast, he was uh, just an independent rising star. I didn't know much about him. And then I looked at his stuff, and, and he's he's been like internet famous. Every wrestler wants to verse him. He hasn't even been on like big company. He just made his debut to Impact literally a couple months ago. And he's already being you know hunted down for that spot, which is amazing. But I would love to see the best of five. Definitely gonna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about a list of people, man. Let me let me let me run people that I watch that may not know me that watch your listen to your podcast and your shows. But people that I've wrestled, you know, I've been in the ring with Chris Bay. I've been in the ring with T.J. Perkins, Sammy Guevara, Penta El Cerro Miedo, Ray Phoenix. I've been in the ring with Ray Horace. I've been in the ring with Jeff Cobb, P.J. Black, Fred Rosser, known as Darren Young in WWE, Rocky Romero. I've been in the ring with plenty of people that have done amazing things in this business, you know. And it's just, it's just very, I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to to get into the ring and wrestle these guys, you know, and to to stand across the ring from from some from such amazing people in this business that's done so much, you know, it's a, it's truly a blessing. And it's like one of those things where you grow up watching people, and then you you know when you're grinding and you're learning to to be a big player in this business, you see the people that are grinding at the top, and you want to get to that level, you want to step in the ring with them, and then you're having matches with them, and it's just it's phenomenal. It mm-hmm. really is. No, yeah, like I said, you have a big, you know, resume of uh, matches. Anyone could check that out. You know, you did, you did wrestle, and you, you still are currently, you know, scheduled. Even before the pandemic, you had big matches coming in. You know, we just gotta wait to see what happens. You know, in the next few weeks. But I do have to ask because, you know, maybe you can't tell me this on camera or on video. So maybe after. But where are you gonna be on the Best of Super Junior? I know a couple people said yes. I, I people that I've had on the podcast that. You know, you know, the fact that you're the fact that you're over here smiling, you know, I've heard a lot. Of, I'm not going to say it because they, they usually tell me after. But I'm curious if you can give me that information on video. If you can't, then I'll change the question. But would you have been a part of or going to? It's hard to say because New Japan wants the audience for the best of Super Junior. They were going to do the best. of. Su- you know, it's crazy. They have planned this like 
I'm like this blows my mind that you were gonna be a part of New Japan even before the pandemic happened. You know, like, like all that. That's what's insane. That's what's you know during the hard times. The fact that New Japan got this idea even before they they really you know stepped up and they were overlooked a lot. New Japan was overlooked because they didn't have enough talent. Now they're overflowing with amazing, powerful talent. It's a, it's an amazing locker room, man. There's such great people there. They got guys like. Blake Christian, Alex Zane, the Regal Twins, Barrett Brown, you know, up-and-comers, you know, Adrian Quest, you got, you know, uh, uh, Brody King, Flip Gordon, you know, Rocky Romero, Jeff Cobb, Kenta's there, Chase Owens, Jay White, you know, like, all these people that, that are on this New Japan Strong show, people just need to keep watching, David Finley, the list goes on and on, it's an amazing show with a huge locker room full of amazing talent, and, you know, as far as your little question about the Super Juniors, I guess if people want to see me in the Super Juniors tournament, they just need to make it known. They just need to tweet about it. They need to talk about it, post about it. They need to let everybody know they want to see Danny Limelight at the Super Juniors tournament. And I'm sure it'll happen. You know, that's what I'm going to say about that. I can't dive too much into it, you know. But if they want to see it, their voices are very much heard by the important people in the right places. And if they want to see me somewhere, they just need to say it. All right. Awesome. All right, let's step away from the New Japan stuff and let's get to, you know, more about your wrestling career. Tell me the largest crowd you ever worked and the smallest crowd you ever worked. Well, are we talking pay-per-view? Are we talking TV? Or are we talking about live anything, in person? Anything, man. Like, you could have wrestled... I think, for... I think the largest crowd I wrestled in front of up would be uh, my debut for The Crash in August of 2016. Excuse me, 2015. Um, I wrestled... Actually, no, it was definitely August of, it was the summer 2016. I wrestled in front of 5,000 people. The main event had Santo and Hijo de Santo flying in from where they're from to be in the main event. Uh, Rey Mysterio was on that show. Lince Dorado was on that show. Um, Phoenix and Pentagon were on that show. I opened up that show. It was one-on-one. Me and Douglas James opened the show um, in front of 5,000 people. I was only in for a year and a half as a wrestler. It was phenomenal. I hit the 450 splash for the win, um, had my hand raised in front of 5,000 plus people. It was amazing. I had freaking goose- I'm having goosebumps now <laughs> talking about it. Um, that was probably the biggest live show I wrestled in front of. Um, I- I- impact, I think that the Impact show I went to, there was a, you know, uh, several hundred people. Um, you know, I've been, you know, even when I wrestled at AAA, now, now the, the thousands crowd is pretty normal for me, especially when I wrestled with AAA now at, at in Mexico, they, they, they usually have, you know, 3,000 to 5,000 people in the auditorium. Mm. Um, yeah, man. So hopefully, you know, one of these days when things go back to normal, I can head out to the Tokyo Dome and, and tear it up out there, you know? Of course. I would love to see that. All right. So you named a lot of people you've already wrestled. Name me a few people that you want to wrestle, that you haven't wrestled, or you want to have a rematch. If you had one match with them and you want a rematch, who would that be? All right, so if I have to pick five people right now that I want to have a singles match with, and they could be from any company, or they have to be, like, from New Japan, no, or they have to... No, no, any company, anything, any company. anybody, yeah. I want to have a one-on-one with Randy Orton. Um, my dream match would be a one-on-one with The Rock, but I don't think that's possible of happening anytime, ever. But that, that would be, like, my one dream match would be with The Rock. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, wrestlers that are active, Randy Orton, um, Ricochet, Will Ospreay, um, I want to have, if I have to think, you know what? I'm going to do people that are not signed and okay. that, that can actually happen in case okay. somebody that hears this want to make it happen. All right. I want to wrestle Alex Zane. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have a third match with TJ Perkins. Um, 
I want to wrestle Blake Christensen. Um, who else do I want to wrestle right now that's not signed? I want to wrestle JT Dunn. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. That's my boy. Shout out to JT Dunn. Last time I seen him, we was at the zoo in San Diego. <laughs> we went to the zoo and shit. And then he got me, he, he put in a good word for me and got me to Rhode Island. Um, he so should, JT he, he should get you on House of Glory. That's one of like, yeah. the, we need you on there. I just, I just had an interview with somebody from House of Glory, like a podcast too. Um, and I told him, I think it was a Raymond. I don't know if you know him. Uh, That's all <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, so that's four. If I have to pick a fifth person, <clears throat> singles match. Hmm. I want to wrestle Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon. All right, all right. I would love to see that. You know, Alex Zane, TJP, Blake Christian, Flip Gordon. You know, JT Dunn. All that insane matches. I would love to see that. Let's get that. People who are listening. Let's do, let's do a six way scramble. Let's fuck it. Let's just do a six man. Let's go. <laughs> scramble all six of us in the ring. Let's fucking do it. Right? That'd be insane. Like a like a. What would you prefer? A gauntlet match or a scramble? Let's do a scramble. That way we can all mix it up at the same time. You know? All right, all right. That would be an insane high-flying. I can't even imagine <laughs> how that ring will be stable enough. <laughs> yeah, that would be insane, man. All right, well, let's talk about, you know, merch. Like you said, you know, you know, merch is very important, you know, in wrestling. Tell me about, you know, talk about, let's talk about your gear first. What made you decide to take the switch from the Spider-Man to, you know, home representative? Like, like what, what was the big change? And, and also, it's, you know, what's your favorite gear from the Spider-Man it's one? It's just... Just being, just evolving, you know. Times change, you change the person, you change the wrestler. Um, things change, environments, environments change. So it's just, just evolving, staying, staying fresh, staying new for the fans, not letting them get tired of me. Um, shout out to Samantha Packer. She does all my wrestling gear. I can hit that woman up today, and I'll have two sets of gear by next week if I wanted. Awesome. She's that, she's that fast. She does all my work. Nobody else is allowed to do my gear but her. Um, <laughs> And my favorite gear right now, she just made some gold gear for me. It's fire. I'm, uh, I just, you know, you guys will be seeing it on New Japan Strong soon enough. Um, so that's my favorite gear right now. My favorite gear of all time would have to be my, my OG Spider-Mans that I wore, the red and blues. Yeah. Um, I sold those for $900 to a fan. Um, so I no longer have them. Uh, another good gear, I would say the Spider-Man 2099 gear that I wore for the, my Impact debut was pretty tight. And then I just sold my white Puerto Rican trunks um, that I wore for New Japan, my debut. I just sold those as well. So it's a, it's I have I've had a lot of gear. All my gear I try I try to keep it tasty, flashy, make it look good, make it make it match with me and stuff like that, and, and fit who I am. So I, I try to keep my gear uh, fresh, you know, for the fans. So I usually sell all my gear. So if there's any fans that want gear, they can just hit me up. And as far as merchandise, you know. Uh, no, one of my boys on Twitter, Naul, uh, he does he does all my my logos, my graphics, and then all my t-shirts are on prowrestlingtees.com backslash Danny Limelight. Um, I have all shirts there for nineteen ninety nine. If anybody wants it, and I just I just try to put out new shirts as often as possible, so that way fans can always look forward to something coming from me. You know. Um, mm. So yeah, man, I just try to stay fresh and stuff like that, bro. But. So good. I'm not a hard person to find. If anybody wants to reach me, you know, they can find me on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok at Danny Limelight. You know, I got a TikTok. You know, I'm out there. You ain't gonna catch me doing none of them weird ass dances and shit, but you catch me on there. You know, messing around on TikTok. So it's at Danny Limelight on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight. 
And for any wrestlers that listen to this and they want to know where I get my gear at, Samantha Packer. Um, or if any fans want Danny Limelight gear, they just hit Samantha Packer up, pay her, she'll send some <laughs> stuff to you. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right, yeah, I was gonna, I'm was i going to put all that information. If you didn't get it, I'm going to put it all in the bottom below. So when you guys look after this video, just go to the bio and you'll see all that information. I'll put it all up there. Um, but I do got to ask, you know, one of my friends, DWO Customs, way back when, he made your figure. He made a custom figure of you. I don't know. I don't know if you remember that. That was like a long. Yes. It was a long time ago. I yes. want to know when are we getting Danny Limelight figures, plushes? When are we getting pops? So I so I just want to take a second to thank DWO Customs. Um, I we had he had made several figures for me. I, we had an agreement worked out. I thought I was in, you know I thought it was gonna be a consistent thing where I pay. I you know I was having figures coming in now, but I think we ended up just making seven, and I sold five of them. My daughter got one. And now she has me hooking up with all her little Barbies and shit like that, you know? <laughs> I be chilling in my daughter's like she has like a little Barbie playset, and I'll be sitting down with Barbies and stuff <laughs> everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Malibu um, Barbies, then, right? You're, you're living in the yeah. Malibu. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just kidding. She actually, she just like likes making Ken embarrass me. Mm. So she has fun with Ken and, and making me look silly. But <laughs> she has my, my action figure. And then I have one action figure left that I kept for myself. Um... As far as Danny Limelight action figures, I guess, you know, time will tell. I think that eventually, you know, somewhere I, I can I can figure something out, maybe with Ringside or some other companies that make action figures to get, you know, a bunch of Danny Limelight figures so I can start pushing those out for the fans. Um, again, just people just need to let Ringside know, let all these action figure companies know they want Danny Limelight merchandise, Danny Limelight action figures. And if there's money to be made, somebody will jump on it, you know? <laughs> of course. Look, you are one of the hottest independent wrestlers today. You know, your name, your matches have been uh, all over YouTube. Like, I've seen your work maybe like five years ago, already, six years ago. You know, you've been in the game. You've wrestled all the people. When are we going to... It's the matter of, you know, when we're going to see you sign. And it's going to happen. Like, New Japan's already putting you up every Friday. That's really a good sign that they're looking at you and yeah. like, he's got what it takes. I think any company will be lucky to have you. It just, it just, you know, we gotta wait for the right time, and then we'll see where you end up at. Business move as well. Um, I've had several contracts recently come across my desk from certain places. Um, I'm just being very smart with my decision. I don't want to jump into something and regret it. I don't want to just, you know, sign to say I signed with a company. You know, yeah. AAA. Uh, like a few companies had had like wanted to sign me, and and this for me right now, I just. I don't want to sign until I know it's the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still a lot of work to be done. I still have so much more I want to do with the Danny Limelight brand because what I don't want to happen is I don't want to sign somewhere and have to change my name. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the most important thing for me is, is keeping Danny Limelight. Um, and so I still have to build my brand. I still got to do a lot of work. And eventually when the right paper comes across my desk, best believe I'm going to sign it. And then I'm going to be a motherfucking household name. And, and that's that's the goal, right? Of course, it's good to hear that there have been contracts, you know, coming through to you. You know, you're looking at them. It's good because that's what I would expect. I wouldn't expect independent scenes to overlook, you know, the talent. I don't expect companies to overlook you. I already would have expected you being signed. But the fact that you have contracts, the fact that you are taking it smart, you know, and, you know, there are a lot of companies that will make you change your name. There are a lot of companies who will take your name, and then you can't get it back if you ever want to leave, you know. There's a lot of stuff going on with it. But it's good to hear that you want to stick with independent scene for a while. You're not finished yet. There's still more for you to do. That's the most, you know, powerful thing to give up, you know. The, the paycheck is there, you know. 
uh, everything is yeah. there. It's all about you know your soul and how and how it's much there. it's worth. But I love that. All right. Thank man. you so much. It's been a freaking pleasure talking to you, brother. Um, I gotta take off. I got some things I gotta of take course. care of. We're we're about to end right here. Hit me up whenever we you know we'll, we'll re, re, reconnect in a couple months or something like that. Or the next time you want to do another podcast. Of course. Of course. Because over these next couple of weeks, I'm gonna be on there a lot. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> tell us one thing, if you can, if you can, tell us one thing. The next upcoming match that we have to look at, who would you be versing? Can you give us that information, like like a sneak peek kind of thing? Tomorrow, NewJapanWorld.com, Danny Limelight, DKC versus Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero. And I think if people pay attention and tune in, based off that match, they'll be able to see what's coming down the line. Awesome. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you guys next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching this video. I really, really appreciate you guys sticking to the end. If you guys enjoyed Danny Limelight's story, Danny Limelight's journey, go watch more matches of him. All his information is in the bio below. All his Instagram, Twitter, all that. You can follow him on all those platforms right down there. If you want to support me in any way, same way. Just right down there. You can support me on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And just watch any Limelight versus Rocky Romero tonight. Or just watch any Limelight's matches in general. They're amazing. He's a talented performer. Let's get him to stardom where he deserves. Thank you everyone for watching. I'll see you guys next time with a newer, bigger, badder, amazing new interview. And again, thank you so much for supporting me throughout this entire, you know, pandemic journey. Even though, you know, it is September and things are to be moving again, you will still be getting week more than one weekly video a week. And uh, let's see what we can do. And I got some awesome guests coming in. Some really, really cool ones that I just cannot name just yet. But as, you, as the time goes by, you will see it and you will enjoy it. Thank you everyone for watching and see you guys next time.